Welcome to Goop Tales, Episode 70, Follow and the Atacama Desert of Chile. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And in today's episode, we are going to travel to Chile, a place where I have never been, but I've heard amazing things about, and I want to go there. It's on my list. And after doing the research for this story and seeing this crazy desert, like looks like it's from the moon with these craters covered in salt, I had to do a story that had the Atacama Desert in it. So follow, and that's spelled F-A-L-L-O, because he falls all the time. This name was sent in to me from Lucia. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's Lucia or Lucia. In any case, she said she wanted him to go to Brazil. And I'm sorry, Lucia, but I just had to go with Chile. But I loved your name and your reasoning behind the name. So there you go. This one is for you, Lucia. And I want to just travel back in time a little bit, if I may, because I was thinking about those of you who may be new to the podcast or are coming in in the middle of an episode and are not listening in sequential order, which you definitely don't have to do. But something that stood out to me recently when I was doing some research and looking back at my old podcasts is that, you know, when I first started this out, a couple things have changed. In fact, many things have changed, but a couple big things. One was that if you listen to one of the very first podcasts, I said I was going to put one out every week. And clearly that has not been the case. And I've talked about that in later episodes. So I apologize for that, but I just want them to be the best that they can be. And it just takes time and research and production values and editing. So I'm now on a different schedule, but because of these crazy stay-at-home times we live in, I'm doing a little bit better and putting them out more often. So I love getting your names for inspiration. So I did want to address that. And also, you know, in the old stories, I used to ask all of you at the end of the story to write in your story ending for Gooptail to listen to the first half and then write in your second half. And I realized pretty quickly on that you all didn't want to do that. (laughs) And that's okay. You just wanted to listen to the whole story. So I don't do that anymore. So if you hear an old podcast where it asks you to do that, I just, that's not the way that Goop Tales works anymore. But I'll tell you how we do work now. Instead... All of you are writing me in so many amazing names. That is what you all love to do, is make up goop names and then have me write a story about it. And I am down for that, so keep on doing it. I've gotten a lot of goop names lately, and some of them got caught in my spam filter, unfortunately. But hopefully we found them all and I got back to all of you. And I want to thank a couple of you who have left iTunes reviews and wanted them to be read, and then someone who I'm trying to find. So first, let's start with you, Dylan, who wrote me in about triplets. And I'm not going to say their names right now because they might be a surprise. And I, you said you tried to reach me three times, I think. Maybe that's why you made triplets? I don't know. You like the number three? But in any case, I tried to get back to you multiple times, and it seems your email's bouncing. 
which made me think there may be other listeners out there that are trying to get in touch with me that I've tried to get in touch with back. And I don't know, there seems to be a little bit of email gremlins in there. So just know that if you haven't heard from me, it's not because I don't want to write back to you, but there's been some email glitches. So you can get in touch with me on the contact page at the website at gooptails.com, or you can write me directly at maria at gooptails.com. So Dylan, if you would try that, I would love that. And then I have a review to read and I've gotten so many great reviews and I just want to thank you all for leaving these reviews on iTunes. I read every single one of them. They mean the world to me and I love it. A couple of you have changed your reviews to I subscribed and put a bunch of emojis and I love that because I love it if you'll subscribe to me on iTunes and give me a review because it helps to spread the word. Dahlia, by the way, I love that name, Dahlia. You wrote a review in June and you said, Hi, my name is Dahlia. I have a brother who is five and I have a goop name. It is a girl and her name, Sweet Tooth. She loves sweets. She carries with her a lollipop. Please read this on the podcast. So there you go, Dahlia. I love sweets too. I definitely have a sweet tooth. So I don't know. I might have to put... uh, Little Miss Goop Sweet Tooth on my list. Okay, let me see if I've got anything else before we get into the story. Thanking you for all those reviews. Yeah, I think that's it. I think we're ready to go to Chile. And I will see you on the other side. Follow He Could Laugh and Guffaw. He always had a ha-ha-ha. If fun was your goal, follow was an ace in the hole. But often he paid no attention at all, and inevitably he would take a fall. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a rambunctious goop boy called Follow. Follow moved about with loud movements and sounds. You always knew he was coming. Stealthiness was not one of Follow's strong points. But it was Follow's unrestrained enthusiasm for life that made him so popular amongst the other goops. In the middle of a dreary, rainy school day, Follow was known to hop up on his desk, wielding his walking stick as if it were a sword, and bellow on guard, much to the delight of the other goops and the chagrin of Miss Wigglebutt. There was never a dull moment when Follow was around. He even convinced Miss Wigglebutt that he shouldn't write his book report on Treasure Island, but rather... He should act it out, and he did. He came to class with a map, a hidden treasure chest, a stuffed parrot, a small boat, and his trusty walking stick, doubling as a sword, of course, and acted out his report. For that, he received a standing ovation from the class and a small bow from Miss Wigglebutt. The only time that the rest of the goops scattered from Follow's presence 
was when he got clumsy and began to fall all over the place. This happened when Follow didn't pay attention to his surroundings or what was going on. He would become singularly focused and trip or knock into furniture. Once, he was in line at the ice cream truck and he couldn't see anything but the perfect chocolate sprinkled covered cone sitting on the truck's counter in a tiny silver cone holder. Everything else went blurry, including Touchem and Takem, who were ahead of Follow in line. In his eagerness to reach the cone, Follow fell forward, knocking Touchem and Takem to the ground. Bossy Lena watched the whole scene unfold and said in a bossy but kind tone, Stand up, Follow, and pay attention. Your turn will come. From that moment on, Bossy Lena and Follow became fast friends. He didn't mind Bossy Lena bossing him around from time to time, as it kept him out of trouble. On a beautiful autumn evening, Bossy Lena and Follow decided to meet at their favorite lake and enjoy the fall foliage with colors of burnt orange, reds, deep greens, and warm chocolate browns. They walked down to an old dock that had several Adirondack chairs and planted themselves. I think this lake is magical, said Bossy Lena as she gazed out at the lake and all the colored trees that surrounded them. I agree, responded Follow. I'm seeing double, laughed Bossy Lena. Look at how the water mirrors the trees. It was that otherworldly time before the sun had set and the bright light of day had faded away. The lake was a mirror for all it saw. Follow got up from his chair and walked to the edge of the dock to stare across the lake at the reflecting trees. You're right, Bossy Lena. Uh, I'm seeing double, laughed Follow as he waved his walking stick. Then he began to jump forward and backward, laughing all the while. Look, there are two of me, he laughed. Bossy Lena burst into giggles. Well, almost two of you. I think you need to move faster if you want me to see double. I can do that, said Follow with a wink. And he began to hop back and forth as quickly as possible, while Bossy Lena laughed from the sidelines. A few seconds later, he fell and found himself laying stomach down on the dock with his head hanging over the edge. Follow stared into the crystal lake and saw his reflection staring back at him. He turned his head to the right and then the left, and his reflection followed suit. Then Follow smiled, and his reflection smiled back at him. This lake is magical, he said, and I think there is a whole other world beneath it. Don't do it, called out Bossilina. But Follow got on his knees and reached over to touch his reflection with his walking stick. And the moment his stick touched the water, it was pulled in with Follow falling right behind it. Chapter 2 
splashing right into his reflection, Follow disappeared. Chilly, refreshing water washed over him, and as he opened his eyes, Follow found himself on the bottom side of a body of water looking out to the world above, where he saw snow-peaked mountaintops and strange red rock formations. At first, Follow thought he must be dreaming, but then he felt a fish nibble on his foot and he shot straight through the surface. He was in another world that was no longer Goop World. Follow had fallen into a world of wonder with scenery like he had never seen before. Long stretched out mountains with snow covered tops lay in the distance and were reflected in the water, which was lined by strange red rock formations. He immediately picked up his stick and hiked up to the bizarre rocks and began to poke around. The earth was covered with flat red rock formations that had round, shallow craters in the middle. Am I on the moon? Follow asked himself. Hello, Luna! <laughs> You're funny! Laughed a high-pitched voice. Follow jumped and turned around to come face to face with a pink flamingo. He was so stunned that he fell down. Well, don't fall all over yourself on my account, laughed the flamingo. <laughs> I'll try not to, retorted Follow in a slightly annoyed tone as he picked himself up and leaned on his walking stick for stability. Okay, I'm sorry. That wasn't very nice, but I couldn't help myself. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Pink Lemonade, smiled the flamingo. Now it was Follow's turn to laugh. <laughs> laugh all you like. I've heard it all my life, but it's my name. You can call me Pink Lem for short if you like, said Pink Lemonade. Oh, I do like, and I will, Pink Lem, answered Follow. So what are you doing at Las Piedras Rojas of Chile? asked Pink Lem. Oh, I'm not sure. I just fell here, said Follow. I see. Mm. Mumbled Pink Lem in a concerned voice. What does that mean? Asked Follow. Falling into Las Piedras Rojas isn't exactly a great plan. I mean, unless you're a flamingo. And clearly, you are not. Smiled Pink Lem. Well, it wasn't my plan. I can assure you that. But here I am. Is there something I should be concerned about? Asked Follow. As a matter of fact, there is, said Pink Lem, who started strutting over Las Piedras Rojas, which were also known as Red Rock Formations. Wait a second. You can't just say that and then trot away, said Follow. Pink Lem kept on moving. Please, please help me. I feel like I landed on the moon and I'm far from home and you seem to know what you're talking about. Can I at least follow you? asked Follow. Pink Lem stopped walking and turned back to Follow. She looked at him for a long moment. She was thinking, wondering what she could possibly do to help him. Then she said, Yes, you can follow me, at least for a little while. So Follow fell into place behind Pink Lem. As they walked along, he politely asked, 
Why did you say that back there? Uh, that there was something I should be concerned about? Asked Follow. Pinklem was silent for a long while. And finally, she answered. She told Follow about a force in the desert that wasn't kind to foreigners. It was known as La Fuerza. The native animals didn't worry about it, but La Fuerza was fierce and strong, and no one ever knew when or where she would strike or in what form. Pinklem told Follow of a sandstorm so strong that it swallowed up three tourists who were never seen again. She then told him about a large and unfortunate snake that made its way into Las Piedras Rojas that was soon covered with a salty wind and withered away. This was the life in the Atacama Desert of Chile. When La Fuerza sensed an intruder, she did what she needed to to protect her natural elements. Follow listened with large ears as he turned his head in all directions. He will never see La Fuerza coming warned Pinklem. Follow walked along carefully with his stick, trying to keep up with Pinklem's quick pace. He used his walking stick to help navigate the rocky terrain. And as he did, he poked it in and out of the earth, causing small indentations. Pinklem didn't notice this, or she would have warned him against it. They came to the edge of a valley called Valley of the Moon, that was full of craters and ridges covered in what looked like white salt. Pinklem turned back to follow and said, Be careful here. This is tricky terrain, and there are lots of craters, so be very careful where you step. But it was too late. She watched as follow plunged his walking stick into the middle of a small crater that pulled the stick in with follow attached. Chapter three. Pinklem was nothing if not quick on her feet. In the blink of an eye, her long bent neck outstretched into an elegant arc and grabbed follow. She tugged and pulled at him as he held firmly to his stick. Pinklem was annoyed and frustrated, but she couldn't open her mouth to say so, or she would lose her hold on follow. Finally, he realized her struggle, and he loosened his grip on his stick as Pinklem flung him in the air and he landed with a thud. Pinklem looked at follow and said, Stay put! Then she calmly walked to the edge of the crater that still had his walking stick protruding from it. Follow watched as Pinklem's wings spread out, creating a glorious expanse of pink tipped with black edges. She gracefully flew up and over the crater and pulled out Follow's stick with her long, elegant legs, dropping it beside him. Let's not go through that again, she sighed as she looked at him with a smile. Was that La Fuerza? Asked Follow in trepidation. Pinklem nodded and then said, You need to go back home. We need a plan, or else 
La Fuerza will swallow you whole. A little shiver ran down Follow's spine as he grasped his stick. He had just seen for himself how you never knew when or how La Fuerza would strike. A plan? He asked. Pinklem nodded her head again as she thought. Then she spoke. Once. I've only ever heard of it once. Many years ago, a wild stallion somehow wandered into the Atacama Desert. He was black and shiny and wild and oh so beautiful. Desert creatures gathered around to admire him, including my entire family. He was scared though, lost and alone, and he bucked his feet and whinnied whenever anyone got close to him. We all wanted him to stay in the desert and we wanted to take care of him. But La Fuerza had other plans. We led him past the salt flats and carefully guided him into the mountains and showed him fresh water. He ran free and played with us for days. And then La Fuerza came. She came in the form of a drought. All the water we found for him turned into salt water and he quickly grew dehydrated. The stallion was our friend and we knew he would die if he didn't find fresh water. So we had to get him out of the Atacama Desert. Follow listened intently. What happened? He asked. We took him to La Mano del Desierto and asked her to help us. And she did. With one flick of an enormous finger, she sent the stallion back to where he belonged. La Fuerza arrived in the form of an enormous sandstorm right after the stallion disappeared. She was furious, and she whipped us about, whirling and hurling and tossing sand everywhere. I lost my grandmother in that sandstorm. That was the only time I've ever seen any creature escape La Fuerza, said Pinklem. Follow listened silently and took it all in. How would he ever outrun or outsmart La Fuerza? What is La Mano del Desierto? He asked. It means hand of the desert. She's a large sculpture of a hand that sits in the middle of the Atacama Desert. She represents vulnerability and helplessness. And that is how we felt with the stallion So she helped us. Nothing can move her. Nothing can bend her. Not even La Fuerza. Because in the end, vulnerability is stronger than force. Balo pondered this idea and then said, You're right. Can can we find La Mano del Desierto? Can she help me? I think we can. I think it's worth a try, said Pinklem. But we must wait for guidance. I've only been there once, and I need the guidance of the North Star. So the two of them waited until nightfall, when the sky lit up with stars. It was a clear, crisp night, and the stars above shone brilliantly. Pinklem looked up to the night sky and said, There she is! 
her direction. Off they went, one foot in front of the other, as it grew darker. After some time, Follow glanced up at the sky again for guidance and saw nothing but black. There wasn't a star in sight. La Fuerza had covered the night sky with an inky black. Chapter 4 Follow stared at the sky, thinking he must be dreaming. He shook his head left and right, but to no avail. The sky remained black without a star in sight. Pinklum, look, he said as he pointed up to the darkness above. Pinklum turned and stretched her long neck as far as she possibly could right into the night sky. Follow watched as her head and a good part of her neck disappeared into the inky darkness. The bottom of her neck twisted and turned. Pinklum? He called out with concern. She didn't answer, but her neck continued to twist about. Follow started to get worried. What was happening up there in the darkness that he couldn't see? Then he heard something that sounded musical or like an angel singing. Follow had never heard anything like it before, and it was so faint, he wasn't sure if he was imagining it or not. As the sound went on, one of Pinklum's legs rose up and disappeared into her body. Follow inched a little closer to her remaining leg hoping it wouldn't disappear. He felt alone in the darkness, and he thought about Bossy Lena saying, Don't do it. I need to get to La Mano del Desierto, he thought to himself. He didn't dare to say it aloud, as he knew La Fuerza was everywhere. Surely it was she that had turned the sky black and covered the stars. After what seemed like an hour or more, Pinklum's head came back down through the darkness, and she put her face right in front of Follow's ear and whispered something. Follow nodded his head in understanding, and Pinklum's head popped back up into the darkness. Follow could barely let himself think about what Pinklum had just said, for fear La Fuerza could hear his thoughts. Pinklum came back down a second time and whispered something else. And Follow nodded again in understanding. Then her neck and head disappeared back up into the darkness. Follow stayed as still and silent as he possibly could, standing as close to Pinklem's leg as possible. She made him feel safe. He heard the music again, and decided to focus on that rather than think about what Pinklem had whispered. Finally, she came back down from the darkness, and this time she leaned low and Follow hopped on her back, and Pinklem ran as quickly as she could. Follow crouched down in her feathers with his tiny walking stick and held on tight with his eyes shut. 
exactly as he had been instructed. In his head, he counted as quickly as he could. 3,088, 3,089, 3,090. And on he went. When he got to 9,999, Follow opened up his eyes and peered out from Pinklem's feathers. He saw one star in the sky. It was the North Star. This was progress. Pinklem slowed down and turned to look at Follow on her back. He mouthed the words, Thank you, followed by, I'm ready. Then Pinklem picked up her legs and flew in the direction of the North Star with Follow right on top of her. They breezed through the cool night sky as they raced in the direction of La Mano del Desierto. Fala looked behind them to see nothing but inky black. They were outrunning La Fuerza with the help of the stars above, but they still weren't safe yet. Keeping his eyes on the sky, Fala searched for the sign Pinklem had described to him. He was to look for three stars in a row, and when he did, he was to jump at exactly that moment without hesitation in the hopes that he would land in La Mano del Desierto. A sparkle caught his eye, and there they were, the three stars. Follow didn't hesitate. He fell off of Pinklem into the darkened sky below, calling out, Thank you! Goodbye! And he looked down as La Mano del Desierto came into view, only he wasn't right above her. She couldn't catch him. Had he fallen too late? Too early? And then he heard it. The sound he had heard when Pinklem was above the black sky talking to the stars, making a plan. The sound of stardust. It came in like a gentle wind and pushed him directly above La Mano del Desierto. Mamano stretched her palm open and swallowed up follow as he fell into her. When he emerged again, it was through the cool lake water right in front of the dock he had fallen off of. He looked around for Basilina, eager to tell her all about Pinklem and La Fuerza, but she was nowhere to be found. She was at a Javanese volcano, but that is a tale for another time. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Goop Tales and that you had fun along the way and learned a little something about Chile. Next time we get to go to a Javanese volcano, which you're going to hear all about little Bossilina that goes there. But until then, I just want you to know that you can get a t-shirt with your favorite goop on it at shop.gooptails.com. You can get the free coloring book if you go to gooptails.com. You can download that. And there is a space. It's at gooptails.com forward slash vote. And this is where you can vote. We've listed, we're rotating out five goops on there. So don't worry if you don't see your goop suggestion, it will come up eventually where you can vote on what goop you want to hear next. I hope you'll go there and put in a vote for your favorite goop that you see up there so it will help to inspire one of the upcoming goop tales. 
All right, that is what I have for you. And I will see you next time when we go to the Javanese volcano with Miss Bossy Lena. But until then, make every day a goop day. And just remember, you can use your imagination any time of day or night to go wherever you want in the world. So I will see you next time.